1: G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I hate doing these podcasts, but I think it is something we've got to talk about. The New Zealand Warriors, where are they at? Where are they going? Where are they... What are they going to have to do here? This, This side... Is in absolute free fall at the moment. Uh, I think that over the last few weeks, a couple of score lines have probably complimented them. Uh, I, I, I think that they've been playing so poorly for the last month, it's not even funny. And this probably didn't shock anyone. Uh, of course, you lose Adam Vanua Blake, you lose Matt Lodge, your two middles, the two really, you know, they're, they're, they're the two beating hearts of this team. And. They're both gone. Matt Lodge is gone. He will not be returning. Adam Vanilla-Blake, came off a Liz Frank injury. We hope uh, he'll return over the next few weeks, but those are always very unpredictable injuries as it is. Uh, you compound this with you know, just the last two years, they've been away from home. It's been a very tough gig. We all know the story. We all understand how much or, – or, I mean, we can't understand because we haven't been in their shoes, but we can appreciate uh, how much the Warriors have been through. It's been compounded with a couple of guys like Ewan Aitken, for example, who has said, oh, I'm not going to go back to New Zealand. I'm going to leave. He's a guy that um, I think they've developed sensationally well. He's played his best footy over the last few years, in my opinion, playing in a new position um, – he played as a back rower in his in his early years, in his junior career, moved to the, the centres and uh, the Warriors made a great decision to move him into the back row. And I, I think he's been one of the form back rowers in the competition. Chanel Harris-Tavita, who's a six that, you know, they've been working on him for years. He's been supremely talented. He's come through the New, the, the New Zealand Kiwi system. And now he's decided that he doesn't want to be there next year, or not not be the New Zealand Warriors, he just doesn't want to play rugby league next year, which I completely understand. I would never hold that against Chanel Harris-DeVita. He wants to be a 24-year-old. He wants to travel. He wants to enjoy himself. I actually, I actually really respect um, the courage that it's taken for him to make this call because people are already calling him ungrateful, selfish, uh, all these sorts of things. But if this is what he wants, I fully back going for it. But... It doesn't make the job any easier for the New Zealand Warriors realistically. Um, You know, you compound that with, obviously, Tohu Harris returned, which I think has been fantastic for them. I think Tohu's been great, but Tohu... Him, if you would have put him in with Adam Vanilla Blake and Matt Lodge, I think the Warriors win a few more games over the last few weeks, to be honest. If they were taking those two out and putting Tohu Harris in, I don't think it even band-aids some of the problems. It helps. If Tohu wasn't there, if he was still five weeks away, the New Zealand Warriors would be in some serious fucking trouble. But I just don't think it has resolved the issues that they've got. You've got, you know, your two front rowers at the moment are Jazz Savanga, who's not a front rower, and Ben Murdoch Masilla, who's the size of a front rower, but he's never been a front rower. He's always been an edge Sort of guy. That's where he's been better. Uh, I just they are just in complete and utter disarray at the moment. You've got Jack Murchie who's doing a good job. He's jumping in the back row. He, you know, he, He's playing his role there but you know, I don't think Jack Murchie would be in the back row in the starting side for many other teams in this competition. You then move out to the outside backs. A heap of young guys there. You know, They've obviously let Patrick Herberts, Peter Hickus, Kempy spoke about this a few weeks ago. They've let them go over the years. They've had a few injuries this year. They've had a few things go against them. They had the Mon- Marcelo Montoya uh, incident. They then had DWZ. He was out for a couple of weeks. They're now both back. Um, neither of them is playing overly well. I'll I, I take that back, actually. Montoya brained it on the weekend. He, he was really good, uh, but he's not your real upside, sort of outside back that can break a game open. DWZ, uh, he's not in great form at the moment. There was a bit of carry-on in his game the other day. My mate that I was recording with, he's never liked um, DWZ. They played against each other um, in the juniors and whatnot. He's not a huge DWZ fan. He's a fan like you guys. He doesn't like certain guys. He likes certain guys, and he's very open about that, which is completely fine. I've got no issue with with DWZ, but I mean, it was hard to argue with. He was carrying on uh, a little bit the other day, and he wasn't playing uh, his best rugby league either. So this team, they're just in a bit of trouble. They've got Reece Walsh at fullback, who he is doing everything he possibly can for this team. He is all over the place. He's doing everything he can, and you know he gets rewarded at the back end of that game throwing an intercept to the fastest guy on the field who runs away. Just, just a kick in the dick for a young guy who really did... Try his very best And I personally think Reese. He's probably been Along with Aitken And Toe Harris He's probably been One of their better players Over the last few weeks uh, But they're just not Getting the rewards And then we get to the halves We've already mentioned Chanel Harris-DeVita He doesn't want to be there Next year He's not going to be there Next year He's already announced that But he keeps getting Picked at 5'8 Personally I thought Arcee, he was really good when he was playing there a few weeks ago. He went back and played reserve grade on the weekend and uh, featured in a huge win. His halves partner in that game was Ronald Volkman. Um, I, I think Arcee kicked about 12 goals or something ridiculous, was partnered up with, with Volkman, and they they put 50-odd points on the board. Then you got Sean Johnson playing for the Warriors, who for me, I hate to say it and it kills me because I'm a huge Sean Johnson fan but he just looks defeated at the moment. He just looks like he knows going into these games he's not going to play well and he's just trying to get to the back end of it, which is awful. And what makes things worse for Sean Johnson is the fact that 2022, I think it's going to be remembered as the season where... Teams at the bottom of the ladder went and signed experienced halves. They went and signed halfbacks that came to their clubs and showed maturity and, you know, led their team around and it led directly to results. You look at Chad Townsend, you look at Adam Reynolds, particularly up up there in Queensland. You look at the Titans, who did the opposite. How are they travelling? It's gone to shit. You look at the Newcastle Knights, who did the opposite. Piercy left. They're really struggling. You know, it's also a season where Nico Hines has walked into the Sharks, a new halfback coming in. He's done very well. Realistically, the only halfback that has changed clubs and it's kind of gone to shit is Sean Johnson at the New Zealand Warriors, which is disappointing because he is a Warriors boy. He's come from there. It was the whole narrative of SJ returning home. The New Zealand Warriors getting to return to New Zealand it just looks it looks hard to watch and from some of the guys that I've spoken to big New Zealand fans who live up there that 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 live over there sorry that know Sean Johnson I mean they, they they tell me that he is really hurting not being able to be back home and I get that I understand that um I I, I, I can appreciate it. I probably can't understand it I can appreciate it because I've never been in that situation but I can I can imagine why SJ is really hurting I, I imagine he's got his family over here, they've got a young child. That support system is all gone. We know that, what was it, 18 months ago when SJ was the guy that they shoved the mic in his face to report to them that they were going into the bubble. I mean, how well he handled that. And I think it's something that Sean has really developed in his game. And I've been really positive about SJ over the last years because I think he's matured unbelievably. But this year, his football on the field, I think you can just tell he's not enjoying himself. To be honest with you, if I was the Warriors... I think I would send him home for a couple of weeks. I really would. I would send him home. I would let him go home to his family for however long it might be. It might be three weeks. It might be four weeks. He might just be waiting there for them to get back because at the moment.
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
1: Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt.
0: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
1: It just isn't working. Now, SJ, he's a competitor. Yeah, he that, that is what has got him through his career. You might, when you think SJ, you probably think the highlights and all that. He's a competitor. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. So I can't see SJ leaving his teammates over here. I cannot see it happening. But, fuck, I don't know if you just give him a spell. I don't know if you fly some of his family over here. I'm not sure. But something has gone amiss with SJ over the last few weeks. And for me... It's getting worse before it gets better. Now when you have a look at just his stats over the last few weeks, he's got a couple of tries, he's so he scored a try. It actually doesn't look that bad, but the eye test when you watch his game, he's awful. He is all over the place, SJ. He just isn't himself. Um, I think against the Dragons it was. He had a try and two tries which, you know, that's a great score sheet. The try came when the Warriors were just on the front foot completely. It was pretty much the only run he took uh, of the entire game. Uh, the, the, the only real dominating sort of run. The only run that we're used to seeing SJ take the entire game. Um, the two tries were kicks out to the corners and got tapped back in. That if Moses saw that he was a little bit alert, they probably don't score those tries. So... The Warriors, they're really struggling, and I think it's being epitomized by their halfback. He is in some serious trouble at the moment. You can tell that SJ, he just isn't himself. There was a moment in that game against Manly, they were on the back foot, they were getting smashed, they had to come out of their own end, and SJ took a hit up. Got the ball and he just went 100 miles an hour into the line. And I sort of sat up. And if you go back and you listen to the commentary, I was so excited about it because I was like, okay, this is what we need from SJ. We need him to run. We need him to run with intensity. This is great to see. But off the back of that, nothing really came from it. And I feel for him in that game because the Manly Seagulls, they were all over them. And he could tell Manly weren't even playing that well. They were just all over them, which was disappointing. But, yeah, SJ, I don't know what they do here. Do they give him a bit of a break? Is Chanel Harris-DeVito the guy that you pick if he's not going to be there next year? You're already struggling this season. Do you not go with a with an Assy? You know, the other thing is that they had Ash Taylor, they brought him over. They were hopeful of him kicking on. Uh, he's now retired, so they've lost him. They've lost Cody Nikarima. They've lost Chanel Harris Tavita. Like that's three guys that could have jumped in the halves and done a real good job for you that all of a sudden are gone. Personally, I think it's probably time to give Ronald Volkman a go. Uh, He played Queensland Cup on the weekend. He wasn't named uh, for the Dolphins during the week. He came in late on Friday afternoon and played really well for them. Personally, I think it might be time to give him a shot. I don't know who you pair him up with, though. Do you pair him up with SJ? Do you try and just spice it up a little bit with a Volkman? Do you hand the keys to him? I don't know what they do here, the New Zealand Warriors, but I think they need to shake something up because at the moment, they're halves. They aren't happy. They aren't enjoying their football. And I think it's really evident through Sean Johnson, which is a serious worry because he's the beating heart of this team. The Warriors, I really want them to find some form over the next few weeks. I want them to go home, as to go back to New Zealand, as the resilient team that we've seen in Australia over the last two years. We're starting to see the old Warriors things where they'd just fall asleep for a couple of minutes, they'd let in ridiculous tries, they'd make stupid errors. We're starting to see that creep back into their game, which is disappointing because they've been so resilient for the last two years or so that their home crowd hasn't been able to see. They've seen it on TV, but I want them to experience that live. What, what what the Australian people over here have experienced with the New Zealand Warriors. Very disappointing how it's playing out. And I hope, I hope they're able to turn this around, but I am very, very nervous about it. And I'm very nervous about their halfback, Sean Johnson. I think he needs a bit of a spell. I think the Warriors need to put their arm around him uh, for a few weeks and maybe give him a bit of a break. But, When he's your marquee guy, it's tough to do, and I know that Sean probably won't want that either. Very tough gig, what's going on over there. I hope the Warriors can turn it around over the next few weeks. Nathan Brown, he's obviously going to come under a heap of pressure. It'll be interesting to see if he even makes it back to New Zealand realistically, Uh, especially when you also consider, and I imagine it would really frustrate fans, fans, that... You know, they had Todd Payton in the building. Um, they let him go to the North Queensland Cowboys. He got pizzled last year. It looks like a great decision. All of a sudden, he's coaching a top-four team that, roster-wise, is probably not that much different to that of the New Zealand Warriors. If you would have said at the start of this year, who's going to do better, the Warriors or the Cowboys, I think most people would have said the Warriors. So to see Todd Payton leave New Zealand and go up there and do that, very, very impressive, but very disappointing for the New Zealand Warriors fans. Hopefully they can turn it around, but I am very, very nervous how this is going to play out because the last few weeks, it's definitely got worse before it's got better and it looks like it's going to continue to head in that direction for the Warriors.
0: target.